Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series two, episode 220 of this short daily study podcast uh, which focuses on the materials of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Today we are continuing in, continuing in our Come Follow Me study. Uh, we're in August 3rd to August the 9th covering Alma 43 to 52, Stand Fast in the Faith of Christ. And um, I've decided to go chronologically uh, with these chapters rather than go through the, ch- the sections within the manual itself, as I think that would make more sense. So we're jumping ahead to Alma 47, where the title is Satan Tempts and Deceives Us Little by Little. And of course, now we, we turn our narrative to Amalekiah uh, and the happenings of what he, do- he does as he reaches the Lamanites. Now, let's remind ourselves of the character of Amalekiah, shall we? In verse 1 of chapter 47, it says, now we will return in our record to Amalekiah and those who had fled with him into the wilderness. For behold, he had taken those who went with him and went up in the land of Nephi among the Lamanites and did stir up the Lamanites to anger against the people of Nephi. So we know that Amalekiah is seeking for war, that he wants revenge for what has happened. As we see uh, in this chapter, he has a number of ways in which he does this. Hugh Nibley um, kind of gave an overview of him and said, quote, Amalekiah did stir up the Lamanites to anger against the people of Nephi to such a degree that the Lamanite king ordered a general mobilization for war. Such an order to a people who had just had their fill of war was coolly received, and most of the people refused to obey it and organized a huge protest meeting at the marshalling area at Anida electing a king for themselves on a no-war platform. The fact that Lahontai had to be urged four times before he would risk a secret meeting with Amalekiah shows that the latter already had something of a reputation as a smooth operator, close quote. So already he has clearly established himself amongst the Lamanites as someone not to be trifled with, someone who has his ways and that will get his own way if you allow him that space. In verse 4, it says that he was a subtle, a subtle man to do evil, um, that he clearly has a plan and he has ways in which he will go about and try and accomplish his means. In other words, there is clearly a distrust distrust for him. And that is something that we should have with the adversary and any, and any t- tool or tactics that he uses. We cannot, we cannot permit them at all uh, because, well, we'll see what happens in this example. So we know that um, Amalekiah goes to the base of this camp, this group that have descended from the Lamanites because they don't want to battle. And let's not forget that this is simply their cause, is that they just don't want to fight. Um, But they're trying to be forced to by the king. And so Amalekiah asks um, Lahontai, their leader, to come down and meet with him. And he refuses three times. Um, You know, and for one thing we learn here is that uh, wickedness is persistent. It will not stop until it has achieved its aims. Um, and when, well, well, we read in verse 11, and it came to pass that when the Hontai received the message, he durst not go down to the foot of the mount. And it came to pass that Amalekai sent again the second time, desiring him to come down. And it came to pass that the Hontai would not, and he sent again the third time. So clearly there is persistence and a desire um, here. But the Hontai, to begin with, went about it the right way and would not listen. Um, Robert D. Hales said this, quote, by arguments and accusations, some people bait us to leave the high ground. The high ground is where the light is. It's where we see the first light of the morning and the last light in the evening. It is the safe ground. It is true and where knowledge is. Sometimes others want us to come down off the high ground and join them in a theological scrum in the mud. These few contentious individuals are set on picking religious fights, online or in person. 
we are always better staying on the higher ground of mutual respect and love, close quote. I think this is a, an important principle and one that we do well to remember if we see something that, you know, makes us doubt our, our beliefs or, or things like that is, well, let's not get stuck it, or even if it doesn't, you know, um, cause us to question our beliefs that, you know, let's not get mixed up in discussions about things that we cannot testify of. Let's keep to what we know and then learn about these things. And I think that um, that's an important principle to remember. Um, John W. Welch also said, quote, the Lamanite soldiers who did not want to fight took shelter at the top of the hill. Amalekiah tried to get them down. He was smart enough again to know not to place the hill under siege. He enticed them to come down and they did finally come down, but still would not surrender. He wore them down into supporting him in his ambitions, selling out his own troops. That persistence was another one of his strategies. We need to take great care about the evil forces arrayed, arrayed around us. Oftentimes they are persistent people who we wish would go away. Close quote. This reminds me of the example of Nehemiah, who was rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem, and the enemies of Jerusalem were trying to get him to come down, presumably so they could do him harm, but he said that he was doing a great work and could not come down. He was one who stuck with his position and stayed in, on the high ground. Whereas the Hontai, as we know, uh, he didn't. He came down. Uh, when Amalekiah made it, you know, the, the easiest for him, he literally went to the base, to the door of the camp and said, look, it's just me. Bring your guards. You'll be okay. You know, he made it as enticing as possible. The Hontai did come out. Um, and so he then speaks to him. And <laughs> Amalekiah just basically gives up his own men. In verse 15, it says, And it came to pass that when they saw that they were surrounded, they pled with the Malachi that he would suffer them to fall in with their brethren, that they might not be destroyed. Now, this was the very thing that which Amalachi desired. So it's quite clear that Amalachi didn't, you know, pre-warn his troops or his men that he was going to go up and sell them out uh, or that this was part of a plan to make him the leader of their group. He just basically went up and said, right, I'm going to give you up my army and I'll be a second in command. And they pled with him to, to allow them to be captured. So clearly, you know, he's got a plan and he's also not afraid to um, destroy anyone else that, um, that even may be his friends or his, um, you know, his his brothers in arms, let's say. Um, he just gives them up, uh, which, of course, is an, another very similar tactic to how we might perceive the devil uh, doing his work, just pulling down anyone around that uh, that he can. And then, of course, we have this wonderful verse. Uh, well, it's not wonderful for Lahontai, but it's a wonderful verse for us to learn from. In verse 18, it says, And it came to pass that Malachi caused that one of his servants should administer poison by degrees to Lahontai, that he died. So Malachi knows that as second in command, he will take command of this army, and he decides to get one of his servants. And again, it's not just, he did, doesn't do it himself, he just gets one of his servants to poison him by degrees. Um, Elaine S. Dalton said this, quote, Not just poisoned, but by degrees. Could it be that this may be happening today? Could it be that we first we tolerate and then accept, then eventually embrace the vice that surrounds us? Could it be that we have been deceived by false role models and persuasive media messages that cause us to forget our divine identity? Are we too being poisoned by degrees? Close quote. I think this is a very, um, a very poignant and uh, and personal reminder to us that we must constantly and it is a constant battle uh people like, like amalekai in the book of mormon illustrate to us just how persistent and constant um the um temptations and the um 
subtle ways that this, that this adversary works with, tries to work with us, uh, happen. They are persistent. They will not stop. Even if we say, right, that's it, you know, from this day forward, you know, I'm not making that choice. He's not just going to leave you alone <laughs> and say, all right, then, well, it was worth a try. I'll see you later. Like, we need to remember this example of a Malachiah because it will happen and it will happen perhaps by degrees until we are ensnared by that trap. Um, and it's certainly something that uh, we need to be very aware of. Um, in Alma 47, so, yeah, so Amalekiah goes forward and we know the story. He meets the king, kills the king, and he takes the um, the Lamanite people back for his own. There's an interesting uh, comment in verse 33. So basically the wife of the king, the queen, um, receives a message um, that Amalekiah has, captured, has killed her husband, or that her husband has died. She doesn't know that Malachi has killed him. Uh, he blames it on other people, of course. Uh, and then she says to him in verse 33, desiring him that he would spare the people of the city. Now, I found this interesting. It's a bit of an odd thing to ask for. It's, oh, you know, you're the new king. Please spare the people. It's a bit, well, why would he kill them? But when you learn about um, ancient customs and ancient world warfare, this is actually a very normal thing to happen. Uh, John W. Welch again said this, quote, why did the queen request Amalekiah to spare the city? In ancient warfare, when a new general captured a land, he could do whatever he wanted. If he felt like the people were not going to play ball, so to speak, it was very common for a captured city to be simply obliterated. They did not have effective ways to keep captives of war. There were likely no prison camps. Even the ancient societies that we think of as more enlightened, such as the Athenians and the Spartans, killed all men when they conquered a city and I or island, and all the women and children were sold off into slavery. That is one of the common realities of ancient warfare, close quote. And again, it identifies to us the veracity or the um, the truthfulness of the Book of Mormon as an ancient record. That again, you know, would Joseph Smith have known that? Perhaps, maybe not. Um, but, you know, we, there's certainly a lot. And as we've seen up to this point, up to now, Alma 547, page th uh, 328 of this book, there have been so many things that just ring true with ancient societies and warfares um, that... It's hard to ignore that. Uh, I want to finish with a quote by President Russell M. Nelson about these divisions that are caused by people like Amalekiah, uh, dissenters who harden their hearts and, you know, cause a great deal of damage. Um, he said, quote, How divisive is the force of dissension? Small acts can lead to such great consequences. Regardless of position or situation, no one can safely assume immunity to contention's terrible toil. Thomas B. Marsh, once one of the Twelve Apostles, left the church. After an absence from the church for nearly 19 years, he came back to a congregation of saints. He then said, If there are any among this people who should ever apostatize and do as I have done, prepare your backs for a good whipping, if you are such as the Lord loves. But if you will take my advice, you will stand by the authorities. Close quote. Um, he learned a valuable lesson, and it's something that we will hopefully learn without having to go through that experience that he and others have gone through, that the best place to be is with our Saviour. We can feel that peace and love. There will be times that we just simply feel that, oh, is it worth it? Is it worth doing? Or it, even sometimes we may feel wronged by people within the church or by things we learn that we didn't know before, and we think, you know, it's not worth this. This is just too much. But actually, when we go away and leave it, we start to understand perhaps that we are missing something which was valuable to us. Um, and Amalekiah certainly shows someone that was willing to do anything he could to pull others down with him. And we see that because of his actions, um, 
there'll be thousands of lives that are negatively impacted because of this. So thank you for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, You can join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. If you'd like to share your thoughts and uh, discuss some things you've studied, I'd love to hear from you there. I'd also love to hear from you at the email address, um, ldsstudysession at gmail.com to have any future uh, individuals join on a study buddy podcast a podcast episode uh, it's very easy we can set it up on zoom just email session at gmail.com and i'll set up the, the details with you it'd be wonderful to hear from people to do that thank you for listening and until we meet again